Hey folks, it's King from Stay Tuned Sports, and I gotta tell you, I love energy drinks. They help give me that boost that I need to finish all my work, get through game film recaps from all of Sunday's games, and they provide that pick-me-up during a very long week. What I don't love is that crash and the jitters, the gross feeling you get with most other energy drinks. And that's why I tried Dubby, and I gotta tell you, Dubby is a game changer with flavors like Dragonade, Beach and Peach, Galaxy Grenade, and my personal favorite, the Dub Sludge. You can find your favorite or just get them all. There's no jitters, there's no crash because there's no sugar in Dubby. Plus, Dubby contains Neurofactor, an all natural ingredient derived from coffee cherries, which has been linked to enhanced brain function. You go on over to Dubby.gg right now, that's Dubby.gg, to grab the best energy drink you've ever had. And if you enter the code STSPORTS18, in all caps, you'll get 10% off your order. That's STSPORTS18 to get 10% off of Dubby Be Better. Stay tuners, welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, back with our buddy King, and hopefully better internet. We made it, buddy. <laughs> it, it, the, the long national nightmare is is finally over. We, we're here after after so so long. I, I think I saw it's, something on Twitter that was like 200 days ago is when the countdown started. It's it's football season, man. Well, let's say I I've uh, it's kind of a yearly tradition now seeing a uh, uh, for anybody who pays attention to the Pat McAfee show, uh, seeing uh, Boston Connor from their show uh, all, always in the off season, starting after the Super Bowl, he'll put down a countdown uh, until the NFL starts again, <laughs> uh, and uh, and here we are. We're recording this one day before the NFL starts. You're going to be hearing this. On NFL Day, debut day, Lions versus Chiefs, um, and we just we made it, man. I'm just, it's one of those things. Like you want to, it, it's 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 exciting. Um, you know, I'm jacked for it. I'm very pumped, but it's also that just like that. It's like relief. It's a it's a little bit of just relief that we've made it and we're here now, and we're we're ready to just. Uh, we're ready to get through it now. We're ready to go. We're, we're every week now. Now it's every week, every day. There's some. There's gonna be some kind of football news. Something to talk about. Something to preview. Something to review. There's just it's. We don't have to try to grasp at. Well, what happened in baseball or what? Well, you know, did you know the women's World Cup was on? Or did you know, that we, we, you know, we don't have to worry about any of that. We don't have to worry about trying to make NASCAR seem interesting. I know I just alienated a lot of the <laughs> fan base that we have, but I'm just saying, we're, we we don't have to worry about that anymore. Hey, curling's on. Don't care. 
footballs here. We got football, and then also we hit into hockey, and then basketball. I know for some people that's going to start. Like this is the 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 fall and winter. To me, is always better. One because fuck the sun and fuck the heat, where it's ninety two degrees out right now. That exactly. that is part of my ass. Um, so we get the cooler temperatures and just all the sports, just all of them, and of course, top dog being that uh, the NFL. And so I'm just, we made it. That's all. We made it, man. Uh, I'm I'm just really happy. You know, obviously because NFL's back. Philly, you know plays this Sunday. I, I I forgot that they opened up their season with the Patriots. I thought it was the Vikings, but it must be flip-flopped. And then, you know, Notre Dame football, listen, I didn't see the Navy game, and, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit, but our quarterback, Harmon, dude, he looks freaking great. Um, Again, the, yeah, the only we, we small thing I will say, and it's the only time I'll say it, Baltimore Orioles, three-and-a-half game lead in the division. Don't know when the last time it happened. Now, now we could go on to the NFL. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no, but I mean, baseball for anybody who's a fan of any of the New York teams has been over since July. So uh, that doesn't really matter. Um, but I, and that's the other thing when it comes to Notre Dame is I know that their um, their two opponents haven't been exactly powerhouses, uh, and I get that. But a, a, a problem that Notre Dame has had in in the last. Uh, couple years maybe even last decade i'd say is uh, a tendency to play down to opponents at times um having opponents who are lesser or seem to be lesser uh either go against notre dame come into notre dame and what have you and be uh competitive and in some cases win navy beat notre dame a, a couple times in the last decade yeah um so like it's it's that's been a worrying trend so if they see notre dame go up against the quote-unquote cupcakes and handle the business the way they should handle the business the way you expect them to like if they were any other team like if the if if, if uh, who did we play this week tennessee state yeah this past week was tennessee uh, state you know, like if you saw Tennessee State going to Alabama and Alabama wins uh, uh, 53 to 3 or 53 6, whatever the score was, you'd be like, yeah, all right, expected that. You know, yeah. and so to see that Notre Dame do that and have that and not have it be like a 34 26 game where it's like, yeah, Notre Dame won, but why the fuck was it that close? You know, <laughs> yeah. or the one a couple of years ago where we lost to Akron at home. Like, you, you, you know, that that shouldn't be happening. So uh, we have NC State next, which is, I think, a test because NC State is not great, but they're they're ACC, they're a major conference uh, for now. Yeah, and, and uh, they always seem to give fits too, especially in Notre Dame. NC State's always one of those eh, man. I get a little iffy when when Notre Dame has to play them. So we play them next, and we have, I believe, there's another cupcake on the schedule. I forget exactly who it is. Uh, but that one is before Ohio State, so that one actually worries me. Yeah. I'm afraid of Notre Dame maybe overlooking them and looking to Ohio State, uh, and that's when trouble happens. I don't want them, you know, that obviously to happen. Uh, so we got two more games until the big one uh, uh, with Ohio State coming into uh, coming into South Bend. Excited for that to see what happens there. Um, but I got to tell you something. Uh, this might have been 
one of, if not the most exciting week ones of college football. Oh my God. Yeah. I've ever witnessed what, what a fucking weekend of football. I'm, I'm, it's just, it's again, it just feels so good to be back. College football, pro football's here. It's just, we made it, buddy. I know I'm going to say that also. I'm just, (laughs) I'm just saying it all show, but we made it, man. And uh, I'll tell you what, it started right off the bat with Colorado TCU. I wanted to see that game. I wanted to watch it just, just to see, I want to see, Oh, how Dion does, how does it start? Do they, are they competitive, you know, to begin with? Cause everybody was, pick- and that's the thing too. Everybody was picking TCU. I didn't get that. Yeah. Like I, I like Dion. Um, I think he's a good coach and they brought in a lot of talent. Like, like everybody kept on saying, well, you know, Colorado was one and 11 last year. There's no, almost nobody left on that team that was part of that one eleven team. It's a completely new team. Oh yeah. So, um, and I know people were like, "Well, these are all you know, they're Division two kids or you know HBCU kids yeah. and things like that." So they were, uh, kind of downplaying. I guess that saying like these these were second tier kids that weren't good enough to be D one. They they just took a lot of D two talent and brought them up. Um, but knowing Dion and knowing that, like, I, I, I figured even if they lost, they would be competitive. That was my feeling with it. Like everybody, a lot of people said it was going to be a blowout. The TCU was what a 27 point favorite or something. Yeah. Uh, or 22 something. They were in the twenties over 20 point favorites. It's like, uh, I didn't see that. I didn't get that. And, uh, almost from the jump, you saw, you know, that no Colorado was going to, uh, gonna stick around they were gonna play they were gonna be competitive they were more than competitive they fucking beat tcu and now people were making it's just well tcu lost a lot of players they're not the same team that made it to the national championship game we know they got their ass kicked in the national championship <laughs> game uh and they made it you know they beat uh, uh michigan and what have you um it it's still it still was the number 17 team ranked uh, again, preseason rankings, I think, don't mean shit in college football, but yeah. they were. And again, they were the team coming off of a national, even with losing their starting quarterback and losing key pieces and things like that. On paper, you had every expert saying, well, TCU is going to mop the floor of Colorado. And then after the game saying, well, TCU didn't have everybody there. Well, you can't have it both ways. You can't say TCU is going to kill this team. And then when they lose, say, well, they were missing pieces. You can't like you can't do that. Fuck yeah. off. Um, so, but I mean, what a way to start off fucking college football weekend right there, uh, with, with, with having that, not only did you get Dion's debut, but he won. And then of course, Dion's going to Dion, uh, I, I love uh, his post game conference. He had a good, I mean, he had a good one. With, I mean, he had the, a good one. the media asking the questions and he's like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, basically, did you think I was going to lose? And, and I heard the one guy say, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And Dion's like, I read your article. <laughs> I was like, he's like, do you fucked. believe? <laughs> do you believe? And he's like, uh, I'm just asking the question. He's like, well, you just answered it right there. You didn't believe. You yeah. don't believe. <laughs> I believe. I believe in Eli. Um, and, and how about his his son, the, the starting quarterback, the stats he put up? I will Holy tell you shit. what, man. That, that kid, Um, say what you want about anything like that of whether or not he was oh Dion was playing nepotism or you know he's always starting with his son fuck off man kick a play you saw he was dropping fucking dimes yeah he missed a couple throws that were just off but would have been giant fucking plays which even Dion mentioned um 
and and like Dion had mentioned in one of the the press conferences, maybe the day after, uh, where somebody was was uh, bringing up the question about uh, uh, they they were saying uh, uh, or it might have been the day before, sorry, where they were talking about well, Shadur is obviously the starting quarterback, and who do, you know what's the status with the backups. And before the reporter was done, Dion was like, well, what do you mean? Like, the way you said that is like, of course, he's going to be the quarterback because he's my son. He's like, that's not the case. He's like, you know, you forget that. I'm, I don't play favorites. I don't do that. He's like, I I, I benched my son for the entire uh, uh, championship game at, at Jackson State because he was five minutes late for a meeting. Yeah. You know, he's like, I hold everybody to the same rules and same accountability. And so that's not the case. It's like just the, the fact of the matter is he's the best quarterback on, on the fucking squad. And if you watch the game that they played against TCU, kid's a good fucking quarterback. <laughs> you know what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> he just he fucking is. Um, and uh, that uh, that wide receiver slash cornerback two way player they fucking have. Uh, I, I don't know why the name has escaped me. I should his, have it. His last name's Hunter. But my fucking god, dude! If that kid like the, the talent level that is on Colorado now. I, I think this was a wake up call to everybody who said, "Oh, Colorado has is, well, they were one and eleven, and oh, they brought in so many transfers, and that's never good." And there's a bunch of D one, uh, D two, or or uh, uh, FCS kids or HBCU kids, or you know, kids that that weren't considered to be D one. Um, the I mean, the talent levels there. Now, now here's the thing. Again, there's a lot of transfers. This is the first time a lot of teams are getting to see uh, Shador. A lot of teams, you know, first time they're getting to see Colorado and the players they have and the plays they have and getting them on film. So as the season goes on, will teams start to figure them out? Will it not be as, you know, uh, 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 a stunning uh you know, uh, turn around, you know, are yeah. they going to win six games? Can they make a bowl game? That's going to be up in the air. I think that still is up in the air, but you couldn't ask for a better start. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest. They probably be, beat Nebraska this week because Nebraska's fucking booty cheeks. <laughs> so, uh, like, I, I can't, uh, like, Colorado's is here. They, they put their footprint down. They put everybody on notice that, they're not the Buffaloes of the last 20 plus years. They're, you're, they're not an easy win. There's not something that you can just mark down that they are going to be a problem. And to the point where they're not just going to give you a problem. They can beat you if you're not ready. Yeah. So if you're a top level team, like if you're USC playing Colorado, you, you can't just look past them now. Now you have to play them and they're going to give you all that they can give you. And they can pull out some, they can pull out some wins here. So we'll see what happens in the future with that. But well, I'm excited to see that if they if they keep playing how they played against TCU, no matter who they're playing against, at what point do you start saying maybe they could be a playoff team? Because they, you know, they, they weren't ranked. It depends. It depends on who, you know, if they're able to keep winning. If they, you know, because again, like I said, now they're going to start having Colorado on tape. Now you're going to have teams that actually be able to prepare for Shador. You're going to have people able to prepare for the schemes that they have. You're going to have able people able to prepare and know what's going. You know, anytime you have film on players on a team, on how they run, how they operate their offense, how they run their defense, things like that, 
it becomes more difficult. Um, that being said, I think Dion is a good enough coach to coach around that, to have things in his back pocket ready to go. I mean, I, I, I think it's clear now to people that Dion takes coaching very seriously. Yeah, this is not some thing he's doing for like this is not this is not prime doing you know something. This is Dion. Yeah, being a coach, he's about that life. He's about this. So with that in mind, um, I, I, I here's the thing. I'll say this: the Pac-12 this year may be the best it's ever been in my lifetime of seeing the Pac-10 or yeah. Pac-12, <laughs> which is a shame because it's its last year of existence. Which is but, funny because all the, all the teams went undefeated this week. Uh, that's what I mean. It's like they're, they're USC is good. Utah, good. Uh, Oregon State getting uh, DJ Yugalagalele uh, Gadingando. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, that was inappropriate. I think there's probably a little bit racist. People are going to get mad at me. But it's uh, DJ Ugalaga Lele. I can't. I honestly yeah, can't. Just stop. You're making it worse. <laughs> uh, DJ. There we go. The, the, the transfer from, from Clemson. Uh, he was was a was a show. He showed out this week. Washington is good. Um, like the the, the Pac-12 actually has got some teams. So if Colorado can run through the Pac-12 this year if they can win games. Like, it, it, I, I, I don't know if they can lose a game. Maybe if they lose to, like, Southern Cal. Uh, but, like, if, if they continue to win, <clears throat> I think you got I think you have to put it in there, especially with the level of competition they'll have in the Pac-12 this year. Yeah. I, I think if you get up, if you get an undefeated Pac-12 team by the end of the year, they're going to be in the college football playoff. Who that is, I don't know. But I think if you get an undefeated Pac-12 team that gets everything, wins the Pac-12 championship, I think they get into the college football playoff. No questions asked. You, I think you can have a one-loss Pac-12 team get in there too. It might get a little bit more dicey depending on what happens with the SEC or the Big Ten yeah. and you know how the voters always work with that. But um, I'm not going to sit here and say that Colorado is a playoff team or, th or that they are or that they can be. I'll say if everything falls right for them and they go undefeated, I think clearly, but I think I would say that about almost any team in a major conference, even with the Pac-12 not going to be in a conference next year. Uh, for this year, we have to look at it as this year, just in this window. The Pac-12 is one of the stronger conferences, if not arguably the strongest conference right now. After week one, yeah, um, in the nation right now, it really is. And, and by strongest, I mean the amount of teams in there that I think are actually really good. You know, because um, you talk about you know the, the SEC, well. You have Georgia, and Georgia could probably beat the Arizona Cardinals right now. Uh, I mean, just let's, based on let, let's be honest, a high school from Bayonne could beat the Cardinals right now. Uh, that's not too far. That's not too far <laughs> from that. But um, like we, 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 
again, it's it's early. It's early, so I'm not going to go that far. I do find it funny that you already have fucking talking heads talking about. Well, is Dion ready to go to the NFL? Is oh, he going to be a NFL coach prospect next year? It's like what the? It's one fucking week. Yeah, I I, al- I always it say like, it's it's amazing. I always say you gotta give it at least the first four weeks of college season, and then I think by that point you know who's who or who's close to being who. You know, Colorado could lose the next three games, and then you know they're back to the square one of well, they're the the one eleven team that we thought they were. I find it well, and that's it. We don't know. Well, again, I don't. I don't think. Here's the thing: Colorado's not going to be one of eleven. I I think. <clears throat> pardon me. If I'm going to put a, a you know any kind of prediction or hot take or ooh you know that's a spicy meatball whatever, um, I think they get bowl eligible this year. I think they win at least six games. Yeah, I, I could agree to that. I will put that much out there. Um, and even for some, a lot think that that's a little too much for Colorado, especially now after one week. But looking at some of the games they have and um, some of the other teams they play outside of the the, the very good Pac-12 teams, um, I think when they play some of the very good Pac-12 teams, those are going to be some losses possibly. But I think they have six wins. Looking at the talent level that they have just in the TCU game, and, and you got to see – Wow, they have talent. They have ability. Uh, that roster isn't, you know, rejects or what it was like people were trying to say they were. Like, it's not just a transfer portal. Uh, nobody's like, this is, these are legitimately talented individuals, you know. And and I think people kind of overlooked that too with Shador because he was his son. So they were just like, oh, he, he gave the starting job to his son because it's his son. No, kick a fucking play. Yeah. So, Taking that on to mind, if I'm if you're gonna throw put a gun to my head and say bigger prediction about Colorado, I think they get six wins. I think they get bowl eligible. Can they do more? Sure. Can they fuck it up and not get to six wins? Can they only win five or four games? That's also another possibility if they if they end up fucking up. But yeah, it's a long season. We have to see what what goes. But I'll put that out there and say that I think Colorado makes a bowl game. I think, and that's the thing. If they become bowl eligible. They're going to a bowl game because someone's going to want to get Dion in a bowl yeah. game. Yeah. So that's the bottom line. Um, but talking about the Pac-12 and, and talking about uh, DJ uh, Ugalagalele, I think I, I don't know. <laughs> I apologize for fucking fucking that name up as bad as I do. Um, boy, it seemed like he wasn't the issue in Clemson. Now was he? <laughs> oh man, uh, I, I totally forgot about. To, to watch the game, the Clemson-Duke game. And was at work, the one guy came up to me. He's like, hey, did you see Duke beat Clemson last night? I'm like, are you fucking serious? He's like, yeah. No. Now, he didn't even tell me the score. And I saw the score. I was like, you got to be shitting me. Duke didn't beat Clemson. Duke fucking routed Clemson. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was an embarrassment. The fucking Dukies out there fucking doing it. Um, That was so great. And so fun to watch. Uh, seeing Dabo be a bitch on the sidelines. Fuck you, Dabo. <laughs> the only one I hate more than Dabo is Brian Kelly. And we'll get to oh, that in yes, a moment. We will. <laughs> uh, but what a what a what an absolute game. A couple of dogs there. Uh in Duke, their head coach, a Jersey boy. Yeah. Here we go, Jersey represent. Uh just absolute dominance 
from Duke, uh, which I think surprised a lot. Of, well, again, there was a lot of surprise this weekend. A lot of people were surprised by Colorado. Uh, the, the Duke game against Clemson obviously surprised a lot of people. And again, Clemson uh, went from ranked ninth in the preseason poll to being ranked 25th in the latest poll that came out. Um, and the only reason I think they're 25th is because their name is Clemson. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Because they honestly, after that performance, they should not be in the top 25 at all. At and, all. And the thing is, Duke isn't ranked now, right? Like they didn't yeah, they are. Oh, they got to the yep. top 25? Yes. Okay. I believe they are 20th. Hold okay. on. Let me see here. Let me look up the AP poll real quick. You see, while you're looking that up, like people got to realize like Duke is not the Duke team from 10, 15 years ago. Like, and I mean, they're not a you know, national championship team, but they've had some good teams over the past decade. You know, yes, Duke is ranked 21. Okay. Well, they've been bad the last last year. They were good at nine and four the last two years before this new coach came in. Uh, they were bad. I think they were like, they hadn't won in the AC. They went two years without winning a game in the ACC. Uh, I think before last year. So, and last year, I think they only won one or two or, 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 or that, but they were, they, they made strides last year. I think they were nine and four last year or, or, okay. or, or nine, was it nine and three? Nine yeah, and four, I, know they or, said they had so I can't remember exactly. Uh, so don't, don't, uh, don't hold me to that. Uh, but yeah, Duke ranked 21 right now, Colorado, who we just talked about, they went from unranked to ranked 22nd. Which for Colorado to be ranked at all, like in the last twenty years, is a fucking <laughs> yeah. accomplishment. Like uh, that's what we have for we have uh, from the we have at the bottom Clemson, which I don't believe should be there. Uh, they have uh, the ones who almost made it was Iowa, UCLA, Arkansas, TCU still got a couple of votes, which was incredible. But man, I would have put anybody, almost anybody, uh, in there over uh, uh, Clemson because they just looked outmatched and outclassed by Duke of all teams, which by the way, the, 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 the entrance for Duke before the game. Yeah. Dude, fucking goosebumps, like fucking chills. Like the fucking lights are going, they oh, got really? flames. They have like this big, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, like wrought iron gate that kind of looks like the university gates. Like you'd walk through okay. and they like, they open that up and a flames coming out the fucking music. The lights are all circling around the top of the state. Like, dude, it was a uh, fireworks were going off in the end zone. Like <laughs> it, it was fucking sweet. Like, I'm like, I, Oh man, I gotta go see a Duke game, a night Duke game. I gotta get down there. Uh, that looks fun. So you have a uh, Tulane at 24 Tulane. I love maybe my favorite mascot, the green wave, little logo guy. Love that guy. Uh, Texas A&M 23, Colorado 22, Duke 21, Old Miss 20, uh, Wisconsin at uh, 19, Oklahoma, who what put 80-something or 70-something up on, on some 14. They're at 18. North Carolina, big win over South Carolina this week. Uh, they're at 17. Oregon State, who we talked about with the DJ Ugalagalele. I'm just going to put – I'm going to keep pronouncing it wrong. I can't help myself. I'm sorry. Um I'm not doing it on purpose. No, he's not. Just, Usually it's me. I am the whitest guy <laughs> from fucking Bayonne, New Jersey. That's just what's going to come out. I'm sorry. You're lucky I'm not calling him Gabagool. Uh, <laughs> you have Kansas State at 15, LSU at 14, which <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Oregon, who's, they're the ones who put 80-something on some, uh, I think, Portland State. And uh, Puddles the Duck. 
was fucking oh, passed Jesus, out yeah. doing 530 <laughs> something push-ups like wouldn't be me uh utah with their very impressive win over florida they're at 12 texas at 11 notre dame fighting irish at number 10 baby up three spots uh for two impressive wins granted they were over lesser opponents i get that but the fact that notre dame is doing it and not playing down to their opponent i think means something so notre dame at 10 tennessee at nine washington at eight penn state with a good win over west virginia uh it took them a while to kind of put west virginia away there but they did win they were at number seven usc at six ohio state drops two spots to number five Florida State up four spots to number four. We'll get to that in a minute. Alabama, number three. Michigan, number two. And, of course, Georgia, who played, uh, I think, uh, UT Martin. Uh, and if you don't know what that is, you're not the only one. Uh, they <laughs> remain at number one. So, as we mentioned, we were going to get to it in a little bit. The Florida State Seminoles versus the LSU Fighting Tigers. Uh, and a neutral site, quote-unquote neutral site in Orlando. It was mostly Seminole fans, let's be honest. Um, it was a rematch of last year's game at the New Orleans Superdome, which, as we all know, was a great game. Barn burner, back and forth. Uh, LSU comes all the way back. They score a miracle touchdown because they had to get the onside kick or something. They got it. Came all the way back, scored the touchdown, kicked the, uh, the extra point to go into overtime, and they missed the extra point. And they ended up losing the game. Uh, it was a fantastic game, close game. Honestly, you couldn't lose by any more than that. A one-point loss, uh, truly incredible. So you're figuring rematch this year, hopefully expecting the same thing, good back and forth. A lot of people thought LSU was better this year, uh, so it might be a little bit more towards their favor, but it seemed like it was a pretty good even matchup like last year. And uh, at halftime, LSU was up 17-14. It was setting up to be that kind of back-and-forth game that we had last year. It was looking good. Like, man, this is a, all right, exciting game. Excited for this. Let's go. And then the second half happened. <laughs> I, I, oh I, think Florida State, I think Florida State saw the papers of what uh, Douchebag said, how, how he was going to beat the brakes off of Florida State gonna beat the hell out of florida state because it's about family i'm gonna take my family we're gonna go beat those seminoles from florida state because i love family in that fake southern accent right you're both the name yeah so um but my god i've i have not seen a second half drubbing like that lsu got a garbage time fucking touchdown uh with like a minute 17 left or something uh, after Florida State had put in all their uh, freshmen, basically. <laughs> um, outside of that, that was the only points they scored in the second half. Uh, they got the doors fucking blown off them by Florida State. And I got to tell you, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Uh, <laughs> I, wanna, I want everybody to know out there and make sure that you never forget that Brian Kelly killed a kid. Uh, just want to put that out. I want to make sure that that's out there. Nobody <laughs> ever forgets. Brian Kelly killed a kid. Um, was, that, was that recent? Oh, wait. Was, that was the Notre Dame practice? That was a Notre Dame kid. Yeah, the practice. He put the kid up in the high winds in a scissor lift. What could go wrong? Huh. <laughs> what could go wrong by putting somebody up really high on an unstable platform in super windy conditions? What could possibly go wrong, Brian? What could possibly go wrong? Fucking Brian. <laughs> 
Um, if anybody gets that reference, I, we can be friends. Um, but yeah, so uh, Brian Kelly killed the kid. And on top of that, the way he left Notre Dame, uh, the way he kind of talked to the students or then didn't tell the students and saying he's not going anywhere. And then he leaves by, I think, what he texted a few of them or some of them in, in a group chat. I was just like, I'm gone, guys. See you later. Like, Yeah, I don't even think he just, had the sit down with them. I think the AD. And, oh, he never had a sit down with them. He never talked to him. Yeah. Uh, from, what I understand, from, what, from what I remember reading is that it was through a text message. Yeah. Um, and that a lot of them ended up finding out through like Twitter and through the press release that he, he had left. Um, and on top of that being like one of the most unlikable people anyway, even before he went to Notre Dame, like he was unlikable with Cincinnati and he kind of did the same thing when he took the Notre Dame job with Cincinnati. And I'm going to be honest, we as Notre Dame fans, we overlooked a lot when it came to Brian Kelly's because Notre Dame was playing well. Yeah. And when it's your favorite team, you kind of do that. You overlook <laughs> the faults of people. Did we know Brian Kelly was an absolute douchebag? Absolutely. Did we sit there and kind of defend him with some shit? Absolutely we did because he was Notre Dame at the time. I will say uh, there was a couple of years I want him fired and you talked me off yes, the you edge. Did. Yes, you did. And I remember that. And so, I mean, I don't know. Does that make me the asshole? I don't know. Um, kind of, but because then we start winning and I came up back off the edge. <laughs> it's it's not that like, it's not the case. Like we, like we didn't know Brian Kelly was an asshole. Uh, we knew he was an asshole, but he was our asshole. As it was, yeah. it was kind of hard to defend the kid killing. Uh, that that one was kind of one we just ignored and didn't like. When everybody says, "Ah, Brian Kelly killed the kid," it was like, oh, you know, we did we did pretty well this year, though. You know, was, you know, we got eleven wins. You know, we got like what four or five years of ten straight wins. Pretty good, you know. Ignore the dead kid. Ignore the dead kid. Ignore the dead kid underneath the carpet. Uh, but. Uh, but then after he kind of did all that and it was like you kind of got freed from the burden of having to defend the asshole and then you could just be like with everybody else and be like ha all right now it's almost like when you break up with a toxic ex and then it's like let me tell you in every way how <laughs> you're toxic and terrible first i've had one of those um <laughs> That's what it was like. So, I mean, you can you can call us out for it and say we're hypocrites and doing that, and that's fine. You're justified in doing that. And and I, here's the thing: I'm not defending us in that aspect. I'm, this is me telling you, I understand where we were. I understand that we defended him because he simply was wearing the ND, and uh, you know he was the Irish head coach. And while he was our coach, we had limited success. You know, we made it to the playoffs twice, got a fucking brakes beat off us twice, uh, made it to the national championship game once, got the brakes fucking beat off us once by Alabama. Yes, Jimbo, that game is over. <laughs> um, I lasted 55 minutes before I gave up on the game. Dude, we got so drunk that <laughs> yeah, it was just so terrible. I got so drunk, I think I saw Manti Teo's girlfriend. I was just going to say. We, Which is not fair. That's not fair. That's <laughs> after seeing the documentary, after seeing The Untold, it's not fair to say that. And seeing what what had happened, what what happened was, uh, you know, that's unfair. And I think everybody truly does owe Manti Teo uh, an apology uh, for the way they talked about him and made him a meme and everything. That being said, I wanted to watch the uh, documentary, uh, but I, I couldn't I couldn't see it. Don't don't kill it. 
don't do it. Just don't do that. Oh, it's football season. Anyway, <laughs> we were super drunk that night simply yeah. because Alabama beat the fucking brakes off us. So at the end of the day, it was like, you know, we had limited success with Brian Kelly. We were doing well and all that stuff. So you, you again, you overlooked the Like, listen, when the Baltimore Ravens was, were winning Super Bowls and were always winning divisions and were top of people overlooked the fact that Ray Lewis killed a man in 2000. <laughs> people overlooked that stuff. You know, you tend to overlook the faults of people that are either on your side, on your team, doing well for you, things of that nature. Um, so, like, that's just, I think that's a natural uh, human response. You know, like you go out there, you see communists defending Joseph Stalin. Why? Well, because they're stupid communists. It's what they do. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's kind of how it was but now that he is who he is and it's like okay now we can actually say like no we always thought he was an asshole and he was an asshole and he did kill a kid um and everybody recognizes what i mean here's the thing like if he did what he did with cincinnati to go to notre dame and if that was like the one-off where he did you know shit like that and just kind of left yeah you know but with notre dame maybe he did it differently and, you know, people could be like, well, he learned from what he did and maybe he's better that. But when he does the same thing and he did the same thing to Notre Dame that he did at Cincinnati uh, to go to LSU and it's like, OK, guy's an asshole. So to see him lose the opening game uh, his first two years at LSU. Now, again, he did very well after the first game lost last year at LSU. He may do the same thing this year. I don't know. Uh but the difference is the last game uh, year, last year that it was a very close loss. Yeah. In which then it was like, okay, that was a fluke. It was a tight game. A missed extra point caused it and da-da-da, whatever. Uh, this one was no fluke. This one was you got the fucking brake speed off you. Uh, how are you going to respond to that, especially with you playing in the SEC? Um, and you're going to have to go up against some kind of talent. You know, I'm not talking about fucking Vanderbilt or Missouri or anything. But uh, it's just, it, it makes me happy to say, makes me happy to see that uh, LSU might suck and they'll suck with Brian Kelly. And uh, you know what? You, you reap what you sow and uh, you get what you pay for LSU. Uh, and a, a lot of people tried to tell you and you tried to tell us to shut up because you're family. Well, <laughs> enjoy your family. I hope nobody in your family kills a kid. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm trying not to Watch laugh it's at a, it. It's a hurricane down here. If, if Baton Rouge gets a hurricane and he puts a kid up in the scissor lift, <laughs> don't be fucking surprised. Is all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying if you do have like a like a like an AV co-ed or something that that goes to LSU, uh, and you got you know football practice, and there's a tropical storm or hurricane that comes rolling through the Gulf, which it, they often do. Uh, maybe you know ask him to visit home that week or keep the, you know just. Keep them away from the football program because Brian Kelly will most likely put them in a scissor lift and kill them. <laughs> Brian Kelly's going to be like, hey, I need a light bulb change for up there. Uh, Dad? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. you. But, I mean, as far as college football, though, I, like, you know, like how we said in the beginning with this, uh, the, the weekend, I mean, the bar is set high now for the NFL to top it. I mean, I, so much excitement coming out of this weekend because of college football. Now we got... News coming out of San Fran. That was breaking right before. Yeah, we started the show. 
which again, this usually happens after we fucking start the show. <laughs> so many times, uh, and it's like fuck. We could have talked about this when it's done. Uh, you know, after we're done recording. But uh, yeah, we got breaking news out of the Bay Area, San Francisco. One of the uh, one of the big holdouts there. Uh, that would be one. Uh, this this is this is Joseph Bosa, correct? This is Joe no. Joey Bosa. No, this uh, is Nick. Nick Bosa. No, this is Joe. No, this is Joey. Who's the douchebag? Oh, oh is it Nick? Is it Nick Bosa? Yeah, or is it Nick Bosa, Which San one is Fran, it? and Joey's the douchebag. Oh well, they're both douchebags, but Joey's Joey, Joey's, douche the one in, Joey's the one in San Diego, right? Yeah. Okay, so I did fuck that up. I tend to do that. It's okay. Yes, you're right, Nicholas Bosa. <laughs> it is Nicholas Bosa. <laughs> From I forget. Well, I should remember it because my fiance loves fucking Nick Bosa's arm. <laughs> His arms. She doesn't like Joey Bosa's arm. She loves Nick Bosa's arm. She's like that. That's that's her NFL dream crush. You know, if she happens to run across him, I'm just out of luck. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll see you in a couple hours, kind of situation. Uh, <laughs> listen. Listen, after he gets his contract, if I get cocked, at least I can get a couple million dollars, <laughs> right? Decent proposal style. Let's go here. Uh, but anyway, yes, 49ers defensive end Nick Bosa has agreed to terms on a, is that five or six? What is that? Five-year, five-year, $170 million contract extension, becoming the highest paid defensive player in the NFL from Ian Rappaport, that is where the report comes from. So, the 49ers, before their first game against Pittsburgh, get their most important defensive player back, which is huge. Yeah, it is. And I think it puts them, I think it puts them right back on the path for being the NFC favorite that, you know, they're not having this holdout. It's not going to drag into the season. He's not going to miss a game. We're right here. San Francisco is, as we speak, complete now roster wise. So. And you know, what? dangerous, like, looking, dangerous. looking down the road, like not this year, but into the next year. I mean, obviously football is just starting. So we don't want to, you know, jump ahead too quick. I want to see how they how the Niners are going to pay all these players. I saw the list of players that they the uh, pay next year. I did too. I pulled that up. Where is that? Hold on. I got to see if I can find that here. While you're looking for it, like I, I remember Debo's on there for twenty some mil. Like they're all. I think the lowest paid guy on that list was like twelve or thirteen million, and that was only, I think, eight or nine players compared to the other fifty some that they guy have on the roster. second i'm looking this up here because they, there there is a list i remember seeing on twitter i forget who posted it though yeah i can't seem to find it now i think i lost it uh because they because it said something like they have the highest paid defensive player now in nick bosa they have the highest paid running back in mccaffrey highest paid fullback in in your check uh the third highest paid tight end in kittle um and I believe there was someone else up there that's one of the highest paid players in the NFL as well. So, uh, okay, here we go. Uh, okay, the 49ers currently have the highest paid defensive end, Nick Bosa. Highest paid running back, Christian McCaffrey. Highest paid fullback, 
Kyle Juszczyk, the third highest paid tight end, George Kittle, so I said all those, the third highest paid left tackle in Trent Williams, the third highest paid linebacker in Fred Warner, the sixth highest paid defensive tackle in Javon Hargrave, and the seventh highest paid wide receiver in Debo Samuel. That's that's a lot of fucking money. And that's just, what was that, like eight to ten players? Meanwhile, quarterback Brock Purdy makes $934,000. That's why. That's how you're able to do that. That's how you're able to do that. If he balls out this year, he won't be making that next year. You got got fucking, uh, what, Mr. Irrelevant there fucking as your quarterback. And, uh, yeah, that kind of works out when you can do that. (laughs) So, Uh, obviously, this this move here with that that type of uh, money going to Nick Bosa, that's a win this year or we're all getting fired next year. This is the nine. This is the Niners saying, "We have to win this year." Yeah, and um, the Niners' ownership seems to be very comfortable, though, with uh, John Lynch as the GM and with Kyle Shanahan as as the uh, coach. And not, here's the thing: the Niners are at it every year. They do pay a lot of money, and they have a lot of talent. Um. And I know a lot of people are going to point to the fact that they swung and whiffed hard on Trey Lance. But you know my feeling on draft picks is they don't fucking matter. So the fact that they traded away uh, a bunch of, what was it, four draft picks, a couple of first rounders, some some other like high draft picks, I don't give a shit. And you know why that doesn't matter? Because the 49ers are usually so good every year that their first round draft picks are late in the fucking first round anyway. So it doesn't matter. And you can see how good they are because Brock Purdy is fucking their starting quarterback now, and that fucker wasn't picked up until the fucking seventh round or whatever it was. I mean, he still has so, to prove himself. He has to play a full season. He has to play full season. He has to not get injured. Uh, but and play he's good. obviously has it there, and he's good enough to have beaten out Sam Darnold and Trey Lance. Now, you might say, Come fucking, on now. <laughs> I could beat out Sam Darnold and Trey Lance, and maybe that's the case. But... You know, you had a lot of people saying that uh, uh, Trey Lance is should be a good quarterback. He could be the starter and anything like that. And and people saying that Sam Darnold in the right system and Kyle Shanahan has a QB system. I think it's the right system for anybody. Um, could play well enough. And I mean, clearly beat out Trey Lance as the number two so much that they fucking got rid of him. Uh, I think here's here's what I say. I think the fact that the Cowboys gave up a fourth round pick to get Trey Lance is a far worse move than the 49ers giving up four draft picks to move up in the draft to pick Trey Lance. Yeah. That's my take on that. I think because now because when they went to get Trey Lance, it was kind of a gamble. It was. And everybody knew it at the time. Kid had a ton of upside. He had raw physical ability, raw talent. But he really hadn't played enough. He had played, I think, what twenty games his his yeah. entire life, yeah. you know, uh, and he didn't play his entire last year of college because of COVID. So, like, there there really wasn't like there wasn't a lot there to go on as far as that goes. But you know, clearly, the raw talent was there, and a lot of teams were interested in wanting to get him. Clearly, so that was a move. It was a gamble, and. Gambles don't always pay off. Didn't pay off in this case. 
But now we know what fucking Trey Lance is, and the Cowboys still give up a fucking fourth round pick for him. So you want to talk about what a bad pick is or what a bad deal is? The, I think the Cowboys trading for Trey Lance is a far worse deal and a far worse move, general managerly. Uh, managerly, uh, man, I can't speak today. I got a case <laughs> of the Jimbo's here. I was gonna say um, that was that's a worse case of of you know that's a worse deal than the Niners going ahead and uh, uh, making the move to try to draft them in the first place. Personally, that's my take on it. Um, I know Cowboy fans are going to bit this and scream, oh, you just hate the Cowboys. I do hate the Cowboys, but that's also, let's be honest, you know, uh, that was a bad, I think there's a bad move. That's a bad deal, especially when you, you know, Dak is already, you know, uh, neurotic and coming off his worst year. And he seems to have the weight of the world on his shoulders. And then you just go ahead and you draft for this kid. And then, of course, Jerry talking about, man, wish we could have gotten Jalen Hurts. Really wanted to get that kid. It's like, well, that's what I mean. Like, everybody, everybody's still picking the Cowboys to finish at least second in the NFC East. I'm like, that, that Cowboys team is a sneeze away from falling apart. They yeah. are a sneeze away from falling apart, man. I don't, I don't get it. I don't see it. Anyway. Moving back here to the Bosa deal, I got a question for you here now. And this might happen during the show or maybe right after the show. How, in your opinion, Mr. Jimbo, uh, does this Nick Bosa deal influence the Chris Jones situation in Kansas City? They're playing tomorrow. Chris Jones is still holding out. He is in Kansas City. Last I saw, he was doing some kind of a food outreach at a McDonald's in the Kansas City area. Uh, but um, what do you see? Like, is this going to be the kind of where he's going to say, okay, I want this, but a little bit more. Is this what we're going to look at here? Does this help him out? Does this hurt him? Does Kansas City say, we're not we're not going to pay you that money? Because uh, a lot of people saying that Chris Jones needs to be there. Like, the Chiefs are not going to not have Chris Jones play for them. But we're getting to the point now where if he like even if he signs today, can he play tomorrow? I don't know. Well, what I saw that you know so, uh, a reporter or something asked him, you know, basically that question. If you sign today, can you play tomorrow? And he said he he's in in playing shape. He's ready to go. I saw he said that he could play like he's ready to play, yeah. but um as far as the contract, here's the thing I'll say before Nick Bosa signed this contract, I think it was yesterday I saw um, one of the NFL uh, reporters say it, you know, Rappaport or, or the other guy um, that messed up Tom Brady's retirement. Schefter? Schefter. Yes. Um, um, they, they said that there was plenty of GMs around the league that said if San Fran don't, doesn't pay Nick what he wants, they have more room than San Fran to, to pay Nick Bosa. So if the GMs were willing to do this for Nick Bosa, and I'm not saying Chris Jones is a better player, but he's a D-tackle that had 15 and a half sacks last year. That's pretty unheard of for a defense tackle. You hear def- defense tackle, you think he's just a run stopper, you know, sucks up bodies, that's it. He's going to get paid. And if KC doesn't want him playing for uh, a different team, they're going to have to pony up. I think he'll, he'll get more than Nick, though. Not much more, but I think he will get more. Does he get paid? Or do, does Kansas City trade him? 
I don't think they trade him. Do they say like we can't pay that? Because I just don't think the one person's in a team kind of situation and 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 move off. Yeah, I don't think KC trades him because their asking price for him is going to be so high. It's probably going to be higher than what Jonathan Taylor's asking price for for the, from the Colts. So I don't think they'll be able to trade him. It's going to be one of those either pay him or release him. But at some point, here's the thing too: like if he's not like. If he's just going to hold out and continue to hold out, then you're 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 still not getting anything from him. So if you're not going to get anything from him, and he won't take the deal that you're offering, and that's the that's the highest you're going to go, and he still says no, like you have to look like you know that's what I mean. It, it, <clears throat> we don't know what Kansas City's willing to go to. We don't yeah. know if they're going to be willing to eat that. If they're willing to do that, um. This this Kansas City thing, honestly, I could see it going to the point of whatever game of the season is that he has to be back so that way he doesn't lose this year of eligibility or whatever it is. What if they're doing this? If I hate to interject here, but what if they're doing this? What if they're waiting to see how they play the Lions tomorrow or tonight as you're listening to this? What if, the, what if they're waiting to see how they play the Lions like if they beat the well, Lions, the defense looks good, and they're able to get the back there uh, to golf, and they're able to stop them, and they win, and they win pretty handily over the Lions. Are they going to be like, well, see, we, you know, you're good, you're a great player, but we don't need you exactly. We can play against one a good team here at the NFL. We can still compete without you. Or the opposite way, if they play the Lions and the Lions beat them. At home, on opening night, and maybe they don't just beat them. Maybe they run all over them. Yeah. Maybe they're just you know the run game is just you can't stop them. The defensive front is is completely gone. Then they're like, all right, we'll pay that man whatever he wants. Just pay him because we obviously fucking need him. Like, what if that's what if they're using to, the, the the game against the Lions as a litmus test of either we need him desperately or yeah, we can win without him. I mean, he can if, hold out, or he can come in and play for you know the amount that, we, that, that we're going to give him. If you that's know? if that's the case, I mean, that's a huge gamble they're they're willing to do because, yeah, okay, let's let's just say the Lions, and you know what, I could see the Lions winning tomorrow night now with Kelsey being out, because um, Patrick absolutely Mahomes, do with the whole Kelsey nobody. injury and Chris Jones not being out. Yeah, I um, absolutely so a thousand percent. Actually, you know that a, a little spoiler for later on, but. I've actually picked the Lions to beat Kansas City. Just put that out there right now. <laughs> Shh. Snake beat for you, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, uh, yeah. Like um, I, I think I think it's more than possible, especially now with the Kelsey injury. Yeah. That Detroit can win. Yeah. And if if the Lions even just beat them, not like beat the shit out of them, just beat them. You don't have to beat the brakes off them, no, but yeah. if they if the Lions win, that's that's a big thing. Now again. Kansas City is notorious for starting slow yeah. every season. That's kind of their thing. I get that. Um, but on opening night, the, you know, you, you, the, it's the banner, it's the trophy, it's the fireworks, the celebration, and all of that. You want to start off the season with a win. You want to start it off uh, looking like the Super Bowl champion that you are and the contender that you have been for the last five years. Um, 
you have to win that game. Yeah. You have to win that game. So, and, and this is what I mean though, is Kansas city is, is the Kansas city front office willing to sacrifice a game to kind of use as a litmus test to say, well, whether either we do or we don't need well, Chris the, Jones. The thing is, if they lose, yeah, they could come to Chris Jones and be like, all right, you know, we'll pay you what you want. If I'm Chris Jones, I'm like, hold up one second here. You just shown that you need me, so I want more now. Because he knows. Well, he already wants to be. I think he wants to be the highest paid. Yeah. So now, then at that point, then if they do, but then here's the other thing too. Then if you do that, and then if you try to up it, then it's going to be well, well. Then then what do we do? Because here's the other thing too. Kansas City is going to eventually have to fucking rework Patrick Mahomes' contract because his contract now. What are we now? Two or three years since he he made the every when he first did it, it was like the ten year five hundred million guys making half a billion. Oh my god, this is great! You know, now you look at his deal now per year, and it's like not up to snuff with some of the other quarterbacks out <laughs> yeah. there. So he's going to want to bump, probably waiting to see what the Joey Burrow contract's going to be, which I'm surprised that hasn't been done yet. Uh, but once that happens and that goes down, like how much money is Kansas City going to have? And maybe that's another reason that's coming into this is like, well, I want this money, but Kansas City's like, we're holding like a certain amount back for Patrick. Yeah. So like we, we literally can't do this. And if you're going to make us choose between Chris Jones and Patrick Mahomes, Chris Jones is going to lose that argument every time. Well, yeah. That's just how it is, too. So again, it, it's it's a lot to to figure out. We don't know exactly what the Kansas City uh, uh, GM Veach there is thinking. We don't know what the Kansas City front office is thinking. We don't know uh, if that's their thought process. If they're trying to worry about Mahomes along with Chris Jones. If they're trying to, like I said, do the litmus test to, with the game against the Lions and see if they do need him or not, or how the defense works without him, or something like that if they want to you know see if they can get something for him on value through the trade market or or anything of that nature we don't know uh which is just pure speculation oh yeah but you don't sign the guy and we you know as of this recording you're less than a day away from fucking playing uh what else can we do like there's there's things going on now and now with joey bosa having signed mm-hmm. chris jones is Nick the bosa. you know biggest holdout you know I think I think I think he's obviously I think he's a better player than fucking Jonathan Taylor anyway. Uh, so I, I, that's a, that's an interest. It's it's an interesting thing going into the season, and which we already have a lot of great storylines happening. Jonathan Taylor being one of them. This now being one. The Bosa thing being done. Uh, Peyton Manning, can I help e- Eli, Peyton and Eli holding third host auditions. I love that. That was a uh, kudos, a fantastic <laughs> bit. Well done. Uh, my favorite, honestly, probably my favorite part was fucking Jim Ursay in the waiting room, just telling random shit. Uh, that was by far, I think, the best part of that entire bit. I, I liked Tyson. Um, I liked Mike. Mike Tyson. Tyson was good. <laughs> Tyson was good. Reese Witherspoon. Uh, if we have to pick a non-football player, cameo was. Was good. Well, they had they had a couple of different ones. They had the uh, that uh, TikTok chick. Yeah, I, uh, I was wondering who that was. 
I think that was, that's the LSU girl, the LSU gymnast who's oh, also begun. Oh, okay. Um, and she's like, I can't go to class because I'm so hot and everybody knows me on TikTok. So I, I, I'm just, I can't go there. So I have to do all my classes online. And yeah. it's like, and then also she's part of a controversy because people are pissed off because she's getting like a big, you know, name and image likeness deals. And they're like, she's only getting it because she's pretty. And it's like, yeah, welcome to the fucking world. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what happens. If I look like Brad Pitt, you think I'd be fucking poor as shit where I was like a computer that didn't work? <laughs> no, buddy. I'd, I'd find a way to somehow be cute and make money. That happens. <laughs> when you're cute and beautiful, life is a little bit easier. Just is. Uh, hate to break that to you, ugly girls. You know? <laughs> even even if you're fat and ugly, it, it's pretty... Ask Lizzo's backup dancers. It's still oh, not great. come on, man. You know? <laughs> uh, I don't know. That situation is bananas. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you're, on, you're on fire today. You realize that? Talk, oh, baby. And Frago. Here we go. Dan Patrick. Dead kids and bananas. and Dead kids, bananas, <laughs> cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Uh, it's good. To, dude, it's football. Come on. It's football it, season, it baby. Let's go. We got to be top four. Here we go. Training camp's over for us now, too. It's real life. It's the, This is live now. This is... This is we're in the, we're we're in it we're in the thick of it now man we are in the thick of it now we're in the trenches we're in it we're 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 this is this ain't preseason no more these games count so we got to be ready you got to be sharp ready to go and uh, gotta be sharp man and here we are I'm sharp I'm sharp ready to go sharp as attack so before uh, we we unveil our surprise here what's your uh, what's your feelings about the Giants game this weekend scared nervous. Easy game. Um, I'm confident. Okay. Um, I'm not overly confident. I'm not pessimistic. I'm not like I, I don't think the Cowboys are going to blow us out. I don't think the Giants are going to blow them out. I don't think it's going to be anything yet. But I am confident. I like our team. I like our defense. I love Daniel Jones. Uh, I love our no-name wide receiving core. I, I, I even liked them last year, even before you know everybody just got fucking hurt. Every fucking buddy got hurt. I saw a I list love that today. Hodgins kid. I love him. I saw a list today of the starters from last year with your wide receivers compared to who is starting this year. Yeah. The only other than Hodges, because when Hodges came onto the scene last year, I, I actually liked him too. But the only other receiver I noticed from last year was Slayton. Yeah, and he got hurt. Yeah, <laughs> he like, got hurt early on. Shit. So that's what I mean is, is like, so we have some of that, but we have Saquon. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see how we do. And it's a good way to start off. It's a good test right off the start. You have the Cowboys who have a great defense. Uh, they have amazing offensive weapons. Uh, you have Dak who's in a, in a, in a kind of a prove it situation with the Cowboys now uh, again. Uh, which is dangerous, and Dak has been a giant killer. Dak has beaten the Giants ten straight games. I, I saw that. Uh, we haven't beaten Dak since 2016. So, uh, you know, but again, that's not this Giants team, and that's what I mean. Is like this is this is not the Giants team that has been around for the last couple couple seasons, last fucking five years, whatever it is, yeah. five six years. Uh, so, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, 
I, I kind of like the fact that the Giants are backseat attention-wise to the Jets right now. Uh, usually this is a Giants town. Usually, you know, everything is, is Giants, Giants, Giants. Jets are the secondary team. But when you get Aaron Rodgers and you have the talent and the expectations now that the Jets do, um, you're going to have that. And that's the thing. The Jets now have an expectation to be an AFC contender, if not a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. People are debating whether the Giants will make the playoffs or not. I like it like that. Let it be that way. Um, and we'll see. Um, the Giants schedule is, I think it can be a little harder than it was last year, but I also think we have some spots where we can get, we can put a run together of, yeah. of pretty good, of pretty good games. And then, Late in the year, we have those two games in three weeks against the Eagles. That's that's going to be a fucking gauntlet. Yeah. And and we'll see how that goes. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Right now, we'll see how we do on Sunday night. And uh, 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 to your to your question, how are you feeling about the Eagles uh, and, their, and their defense of the NFC Championship and uh, uh, how they've built themselves since the Super Bowl, how they've put this team together, and where do you think they stand? Well, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm excited, you know, for, for them. Um, I think our defense, I'm very excited and confident with our defense. I can't wait to see how baby Rhino does Jalen Carter. Um, everything I've been reading about him, I, I saw a couple snaps of him during preseason. Um, I'm just curious if Jalen hurts could still get a little bit better than last year. I mean, obviously he was good last year, but can he keep getting better? You know, he's saying all the right things. He's, you know, well, he's he has all the tools in front of him. He has a great offensive line. Yeah, he has a fantastic uh, weapon core, uh, running backs, receivers. Uh, that he he has the entire national championship Georgia defense on the other side of the ball. Um, the only part of the team that I'm nervous is our running back room. I, I, I really think we dropped the ball with the Johnson Taylor, you know, having a chance to um, trade for him and get a, a decent running back. I'm not, you know, I, I think the running backs we have, Boston Scott, I'm always going to like him just because he's a giant killer. Um, he is a fucking giant killer. I hate <laughs> that midget bastard. I know you're not supposed to say midget, but fuck him. But I, I think our running backs are the question mark, the big question mark of this team. Okay, I'll I'll save this just from the start. We don't have to go look through all the games of season or that. But uh, Eagles record end of the year when that final game with the Giants concludes. What is the Eagles record after Week 18? Um, all right. So let's see. We play each other total of six six games, right? For the division. Division is six games. Two against the Giants. Yeah, you would play the Giants twice, Commanders twice, and Cowboys twice. I could, I mean, I could still see us getting eleven to twelve wins because Washington. I, I think we could sweep Dallas. We always split, and I'm going to go on a limb here and say that we're going to split with you guys. It's I don't think it's going to be as easy as it has been in the past. So I could see us doing still eleven twelve win. I I don't think we're being number one seed. Um, I I think we'll win the division though, barely. You think that's San Francisco, huh? I'm, say, San Francisco gets number I'm, one seed. I'm gonna say San Fran right now 
before the season starts. But if Brock Purdy is not the Purdy from last year, they're they're going nowhere. Well, we'll find out. They're playing the Steelers, and the Steelers' defense is. You said we don't about the Steelers or their offense, which I think Kenny Pickett is a lot better than a lot of people think for some reason. Uh, I think he's good, and plus that that uh, Pickett to Pickens uh, hookup is going to be fantastic for that Steelers offense. And like I said, that Steelers defense led by uh, T.J. Watt is as good as any in the league. Yeah. So I think you're going to find out in week one how good the Niners and Brock Purdy is and how Brock Purdy and that offense can uh, can play against a top-flight NFL defense this year. And I think we'll get a good gauge on that. Um, Just hopefully Pittsburgh... I think as long as, Purdy, I think as, long as Purdy, Purdy stays healthy, I think the Niners are probably the number one seed. But again, anything can happen. The NFL seasons are weird, man. Anything anything can happen. Listen, the Giants made the playoffs last year and won a game. Who the fuck saw that at this time last year? Yeah. I didn't. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, but they also lost a game in the playoffs. Who did they lose to? I forget. Football's back. Football's back. Football's back. <laughs> really fucking good. My fiance's sister, uh, Rob, she, she loves the fact that here we are in football season again because whenever the football game is on fucking me and you just are because we're in a group <laughs> chat together with a lot of people who we do picks with and uh we just blow her fucking phone up every sunday <laughs> and she loves it not for anything in particular just how much you fuck with me is, is what she loves she loves the fact that you and my own sister too so i have a future sister-in-law and my very own blood sister <laughs> love the fact that you fuck with me and push my buttons which I feel betrayed, honestly, by these people. They're supposed to be on my side. Yeah. Like, and they're laughing at me because of what you fucking do. I um, think it's bullshit. Maybe I should, you know, reiterate to them about how we became friends, how I was going to kick your ass over a Giants game. Let's change that. How you were going to attempt to kick my ass. All, I had, all I had to do was step never, on your never foot. Had a, <laughs> never had a shot. <laughs> Step on your foot, watch you fall fall in a a, a ditch. As long as the beer's okay, uh, the beer was fine. The beer, the beer made it. That's all anybody needs to know. The beer made it. Um, so as I, for me, I'll say this: I give the Giants ten wins. I could, I give the Giants yeah. ten wins. Is that enough to make the playoffs this year in the NFC? I don't know, but I give the Giants. I get ten and seven. I think the Giants. Uh, it will, will be the Giants' record, um, and I think I honestly think the NFC East can get three teams in the playoffs again, and not necessarily the Cowboys. I agree with that. Too. I think we can get three teams in, and the Cowboys may not be one of them. Shocker! Who would that other team be? I think it's going to be a surprise team out there. Just saying, team maybe lifted a little weight off their shoulders. Feeling a little bit better, not as toxic at the top. Just saying, just say, use your imagination. Wonder who I'm talking about. Who are you talking about? You know, just a team that might have a new command of the situation. You know, the Washington, the Washington football team of Redskins <laughs> Commanders. It's been a couple. Ah, oh, it's the first one of the year. I love it. It's been a couple uh, episodes. I haven't said that. I haven't said that since the the end of the regular season. I think. Uh, I love that because me. That's that's who they are now. Until they actually pick a better name, a better permanent name, they are the Washington Football Team of Redskins Commanders, and they always will be. Uh, anyway, 
What else we got? We got something else? We got something cool? Oh, we got something yeah. More? yeah, we got a little surprise slash announcement, I guess. But Ooh, we got a surprise. This, this might be new for me. I don't know. What do we got an announcement for? What are we doing? Don't shout. Man, I'm, you know, I'm getting old. I just turned 42. <laughs> I have a bad fucking heart, I think, probably. I don't know. I should probably go to a doctor. What are you surprising me with here, Jimbo? So for all past listeners and even new listeners, you know, we used to do what we used to call the blue picks, blowout, loss, and upset. Or lock. 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 Upset. Um, we're not doing that this year. We're we're going to switch it up and just do straight picks with the points. Um, and here's the little twist to it. We're only going to announce three of our picks on the podcast here and then put a video together of the rest of our picks over on our YouTube. So if you guys want to see the rest of our picks, just head over to our, our YouTube channel, ST Sports. Let's go. Look at that. Look at that. That's promotion. That's called self-promotion, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what we're doing right now. So that's it. We're going to go ahead. We're going to pick three games from the NFL slate this week uh, that we like, that we're confident with. We're going to go ahead and pick. Uh, and then on top of that, if you want to get the whole slate, the the rundown of all 16 games, we'll have that video for you over on our YouTube channel. Uh, we have the link for that on the uh, on some of our platforms, I think we have it up on a Twitter platform. Uh, we have it there. We'll also post it there for you to go and see on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, uh, we'll put a link out there on Instagram as well. Well, you can't link to Instagram, but we can put it in a bio. You know how it goes. Instagram, first of all, get on it. Can you put fucking links in the posts? Uh, fucking Zuckerberg. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited to do this. I'm excited to see how it goes. We're going to have the points there. Uh you know, again, remember this is for entertainment purposes. I was going to say, I would suggest do not use our advice. <laughs> if, you, if you heard our picks from last year, I would say definitely don't fucking use our picks. Uh, that would be definitely uh, uh, something to go there. But with that in mind, Jimbo, if we're going to start us off here, uh, what do you? Uh, what, what's going to be? What's going to be your for? What's the first? Game, you're popping a cherry on the 2023 season here for us. Misogynist, how dare I say such a thing? But anyway, <laughs> uh, popping a cherry here on the 2023 season. I what was, is going to be your first pick? I would say we both should do the Detroit Kansas City game since I think so. Everybody's I think it's only, Thursday. I think it's only right. Yeah, I think yeah. it's only right. I agree with you on that. Uh, so if we're looking at this currently. The Detroit Lions against Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City is a five and a half point favorite as we stand right now. Five and a half points. They're playing at Kansas City. Jimbo, Detroit Lions at Kansas City Chiefs. Who you got? I know they say don't pick against him or them until they tell you until they show you to pick against them, but I'm picking against them. I'm taking Detroit. I, I just think with Kelsey definitely being out. Who's their wide receivers? You know, like they don't uh, have. I think Kadarius Tony is questionable as well, which is a fucking shock. <laughs> um, yes, you know Chris Jones is not going to be there. Their defense may be able to keep it close, but I just think it's going to be too too much for Patrick Mahomes. Now, with that being said, he's probably going to put up fifty points now. <laughs> um, here's the thing. Again, we're picking points here, so. Uh, I'm going to go with the dog here and pick the cats. I am picking Detroit again. Uh, they're getting five and a half points. 
I think even if they lose, it's going to be a field goal game, something around there. Like they're not going to lose by much. And I honestly think they might win outright. Yeah. Uh, the money line is currently plus 194 there for the Lions. Uh, it's minus 235 there for the Chiefs on the money line there. So so if you want to do outright, that's what you're looking at. But with the points, uh, I'll take the Lions and I'll take the points. I, I'll tell you what, I... <sighs> yeah, fuck it. I'll do outright too. I'll, I'd pick the Lions to win outright. I could see them winning outright and also... You know, winning by six points. You know, I I agree. I think it's going to be a, a closer game than what some people thought before the Kelsey thing. I mean, I you know, not on the show, just in our little private messages or whatever. I said that I, I felt like this was going to be a blowout. Um, Me too. I I feel I feel I feel like uh, uh, I've had this conversation with my dad, uh, with a couple of the people that we have in our picks uh, group. Um, I, 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 it just feels like this is as much as this is Kansas city's opening night to celebrate the Super Bowl. This feels like Detroit's coming out party. Yeah. This feels like it's set up for them to put a foot down and be like, we're not the same old lions. We're not, you know, this is, we're, we're here to contend. And I, I, I think now again, can this be all wrong? Can they shrink in the spotlight and may they get blown out? I think absolutely, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think if you're feeling iffy about it, I say take Detroit with the points. I'm going to pick them outright with the plus 194 money line. Uh, I'm taking the Lions. All right. Um, all right. So, What's your number two game there? So let's see. So we're not going to just go down a list, right? We're just going to. No, 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 no. I one. think pick three games that you, that you're confident about. So we did the one. Which is opening night, which I think was only fair. I think that's yeah. probably good that we both did that. But what's going to be your second game? Um, I'm going to go with the the Baltimore Ravens and Houston Texans. So Houston Texans are obviously the underdog. They're a plus ten. Um, Points. Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to go Baltimore Ravens. I, I think the typical Ravens show up. They're a good regular season team. Until they early to, season powerhouse that yeah. they are, yeah. And I just think Houston with a rookie quarterback, a lot of young guys. I think there's going to be a lot of growing pains this year for them. Um, but eventually, I think that team will come together, especially with D'Amico Ryan's. Holy fuck, is he jacked? Big. He looks big. He's a big dude. Um. Okay. I'm looking at some of these games. I'm like, oh, that that looks, that looks good. This looks good. That looks good. Maybe I don't know. I got to tell you what though. I I think personally, and I know in the NFL, seven points is usually a big line. Um, again, I think this is a team that is going to break out, and I think this other team is a team that is just. Uh, I, I don't think. The players are tanking. I don't think the players are trying to lose, but the front office has put the players that are on the team in a very bad situation, and the coach that's there uh, in a bad situation. Uh, and if you saw his, if you saw his motivational speech that he gave there in Arizona, uh, man, it's going to be a long year there in Glendale. Uh, the Washington Football Team of Redskin Commanders. They are seven-point favorites over the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they are playing in Washington. Um, take Washington and the points 
the I would look at maybe even doing alternate points and see if you can get some more money out of that because I think this is I think that's a blowout. I think it's a blowout, and I don't think that game's even close. Sam Howell looks good. That Washington team looks like they're ready to kind of bust out. I think they're going to have a good year. Are they going to be great? Are they going to be a playoff team? I don't know, but they're going to be a lot better than they've been the last couple of years. They're kind of out from under the shadow of Dan Snyder. The fans feel better. The fans are going to pack that fucking rusting shithole of a stadium <laughs> where poop falls on you. There's just poop everywhere, and it's just raining poop. But even if it's raining poop, they're going to be happy because I think the commanders are very good. So the Washington football team of Redskin commanders, seven points. Cardinals, I say book it. Actually, don't book it because you'll probably lose to all this. As we said, entertainment <laughs> purposes only, don't listen to us. But Washington, seven points. That's what I'm taking for my second game. Jimbo, what do you got for game number three? So I was going to pick that game, but I'm going to save that for our YouTube channel pick. So make sure you guys head over to Stay Tuned Sports for that one. Um, I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers, Chicago's uh, Chicago Bear game. Um, Packers are a one and a half point underdog. I'm going to say Jordan Love is going to play a lot better than what people think, and I think Green Bay is going to win. I think they're going to upset the Bears. I can see that. And it, again, one and a half, that seems hard as an upset. Like gonna, it, it, it's, it's, yeah. Very close. Yeah, as soon as it came I, out of my mouth, I was like, yeah, is, is it really I kind an upset? Of agree. I kind of agree with you on that a little bit when it comes to – I think Jordan Love is going to be a better quarterback than people think he is. And as good as Justin Fields is, have the Bears gotten a lot better? Uh, I don't think so. So um, we'll see. But I, 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 I think that's a good pick for me. I honestly do. I honestly do think that's a good pick. Um, okay. And for my third one here, um, this is another one I think where the, the point spread is a little too low. And uh, this one is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles at the New England Patriots. Eagles starting off on the road. Eagles favored by four on the road. So, you know, again, that's a lot more because home teams automatically get the three points anyway. So uh, Eagles kind of favorites here, but I still think on the road against the Patriots team that doesn't really strike fear into me or I think to anybody. And you have this Eagle team coming off a very close Super Bowl loss. Uh, you have Jalen Hurts or Jalen Hulu has life sports, whatever his name is now. Uh, <laughs> if you've seen those fucking commercials. Uh, looking, I mean, that, that Eagles defense is enough to scare me. Uh, they're going to, I, I, four points is too low. Yeah. Four points is too low. So, again, I think I would take the Eagles with the four points there. Again, they were minus 210 outright, so you're not going to be making a lot of money like that if you do outright. Uh, but it's minus 115 with the points, uh, taking the points. But I, get, get Eagles, minus four, I think I think you got to take that because there's there's no way the Eagles lose in, in New England, right? No way. And there's no way they lose. There's no way they only win by, like, three anyway. They're, they're winning – by a touchdown or more, right? They have to. They, they, they have. They to. have to. But they're also Tom Brady retiring his number. I think it is that night. Are they doing that? Is that the game yeah. they're doing? I thought they were doing it later. On. They're, they're doing it during the Eagles game during afternoon. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well, um, it's a four thirty game. It's not a not a one o'clock game. 
No, but it's still a four o'clock yeah, game. The sun's still up. Time. I figured you might do a prime time game with it or something, but I don't. I don't know. I get. I guess. You know, but uh, here's the other thing too. They might be retiring Tom Brady's number, and he might be there. But as the old saying goes, Tom Brady ain't walking through them doors. <laughs> you know, uh, so yeah, give me the Eagles. And then again, this might be a case where I'm looking at an alternate spread and see if I can make a little bit more money off that because mm. uh, I think the Eagles are winning that game by by more than four, and I think comfortably more than four. Uh, again, we are going to be doing all. 16 games uh, over on our YouTube channel. So if you want to go ahead and take a look at that, we will be posting that shortly after this podcast goes up. So once you hear us and listen to us on here, you'll see our stuff over there. It'll be great. It'll be wonderful. You'll love it. Uh, And as we said, entertainment purposes only. And uh, don't blame us uh, if you go bankrupt. It's not our fault. We told you not to. We told you not to. Unless you know you guys win and you want to kick us back a little, well, more King because he needs a new computer. Make sure you head over I to buymeacoffee.com/stsports. You, you, if you listen to our picks and we have some good ones, like you know, and and you happen to make a little bit of scratch, you know, send a little bit of let us wet a beak a little bit, as it were, uh, over there. Buymeacoffee.com. Stay tuned, sports, uh, and uh, yeah, that'll be nice. Thank you very much. That'll be great. Wonderful. Um, yeah. So, I mean, outside of that. Football's um, back. Football. Dude, we, we made it. <laughs> we made it. It's here. That's all. Anyway, see, I'm gonna I'm doing my ASMR voice now. Listen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Long national nightmare that we've had of only dealing with baseball or the Women's World Cup or the International Cricket Championships. It's all over. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to watch random ass sports over on ESPN or ESPN plus. I know I got lost in watching some cornhole and pickleball as the summer went on. You know, (laughs) we all do what we have to do at times like those in the summer when there's really nothing on, but here we are now at football time. (laughs) It's football season. The temperatures may still be a little warm, but, Soon they'll be gone. Nice cooler temperatures, falling leaves, pumpkin spice filling your coffee, and in Jimbo's case, his beer. But it doesn't matter because we've made it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to football season. So, till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo. And it's the new voice of NFL Films, King. We're out. That'd be cool. I'm like John Facenda now.